I am going out into the middle of nowhere to turn five acres of desert into a permaculture oasis. Please join me on my journey. Zombie permaculture is the scariest book you'll ever read. I know that's saying a lot, but it's not only a revelation of what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole, it's also true. You can't make this stuff up. Years of research, direct paranormal experience have shown that not only does humanity need to know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole, but we're going to need the solution presented in zombie permaculture if we're going to survive it. Once it knows that we know, it's going to come harder and faster for us and we're going to need to be prepared. Zombie permaculture will teach you what's wrong and how to fix it. It scared me so bad to do the research to corroborate my thesis. I stopped writing for a total of about four years, maybe even five. Trust me, this is not hype. The zombie apocalypse is real, and it's coming for you. Turns out there's a beautiful solution. It's within our reach, and it involves something that I've been doing my whole life. I know this because it's been shown to me through direct spiritual experience, as well as the research I've done. And I can tell you that there is a solution. So after we look at the scary part, I'll show you the amazing, wonderful, exciting part. Humanity has been drugged through the mud for too long. It's time for us to stand up, rise up together, shake off this horrible weight that's been holding us like this down in the mud, and step into our evolutionary journey with this earth in this beautiful, infinite universe. I am laying up on top of my Arby's roof where I have a double wide yoga mat glued down and so far it hasn't blown away knock on yoga mat and I've just planted another four willows these are the hybrid willows the Austria willows that grow five to six feet a year and uh, they seem to be surviving better than anything else they can make it through both an ice storm and a freeze uh, apparently <laughs> completely intact without any leaf loss at all. They just look like nothing's even happened. And so I'm just trying to get them in the ground around in between the freezes 
and we may have one more freeze before it gets to be spring, but I'm feeling like it might not happen because the bird song, the birds seem to be saying like, it's spring, let's make babies, you know, they're just so excited. And uh, that song, I just, you know, I, I recognize that song. I recognize that energy and that excitement and exuberance in their voice, in their voices. Um, and also just the way that it's been feeling outside. It, it's like nice enough out where, you know, you kind of want to just go outside. And um, yeah, so I'm thinking it might be, um, we might be kind of on the, on the home stretch or whatever you call it at this point. Uh, but I now that I know that these willows can handle freezing cold temperatures, um, they, um, they're going in the ground whenever I can get them in the ground. So I just did another four. Uh, let's see, I did three water boxes. Maybe I did five. No. I don't know. I did three water boxes and one clay pot. And I added two, uh, two of them. Actually, I did two clay pots. Um, but I did, well, maybe I did more. I thought I just did four, but anyway, whatever, four or five. And I added one to an existing clay pot along the gully close to my compound where a dead eucalyptus sits. And then I dug into the gully, the wider, you know, beginning part of the gully. I dug into that and created a space to have a water box in there. And, um, and then walked over to the uh, northwest of my property and put, I think I did, did I do two water boxes? Anyway, I'm kind of fuzzy on the numbers because I didn't keep track when I was doing it. And I got, I did a bunch of like digging and stuff too. I just kind of like started having fun and digging, digging out some of the swales that, you know, were done when it was like raining and pouring and they were full. And all I could do was get mucky shovels full. This was kind of smoothing them out a little bit. The issue is that there's green plants growing all around them. So it can be, you know, it's like I try to kill as minimum, the, as, you know, as little plants as possible. And to do that, you know, you kind of, you can't really make the soil proper. So whenever I do dig it up, I know that I'm going to have to kill a plant. I won't kill it. I'll dig it up and I'll try to, you know, I'll just transplant it somewhere else and hope for the best. But that way I'm giving it at least a chance. And... Um, yeah, I got another little willow put into the swale system along the, you know, northwest corner of my property. And, um, I also beefed up kind of and rerouted the kind of the very shallow gully where I'm losing my gully on the west, um, basically right around the center of my, the western side of my property. There's a wash that kind of basically diverts off my property. So I'm kind of losing my own, you know, my own wash and I'm wanting that to stay on property, of course. And so the earthworks that I did last year to kind of keep that on there and make it, um, make it flow kind of down that dry area, it really made a huge difference. There's green plants covering that whole area. When I look out at that spot now from my roof, it's greening up, it's turning green. There's ground covers and flowering perennials just pretty much all over it and there's still some that's diverting off I need to kind of repair that and then there are some blowout points that it pulled off again and then it'll go and hit that hard kind of harder gully and just pour off the pretty much onto the neighbor's property and pour off into the road so I did some initial work to get that bottom part at the bottom of my property and my neighbor's property get that back onto my property 
and flowing into my system at the bottom, which isn't ideal, but the way the topography is, it really doesn't allow me to do anything different than that unless I want to get like some earth moving equipment in there, which I don't because that would actually destroy a lot of plant material and a lot of earthworks I've already got going on. So I'm not going to bring anything in there. So as I get these trees in um, and start doing repairs on the earthworks, I think that this year is going to be really interesting because I'll have this base from which I'm building and I've put in a ton of work. So it's like, you know, it can only kind of get better. And I'm already seeing such improvement from what I've done with just the greening up. You know, these there's green plants coming up on the roadside of my road berm right now. Um, and, you know, it's like there's this kind of, um, what do you call that? It's like not a snowball, but a, like a cumulative effect, it seems like. So they're really starting to get some purchase in the ground, these plants, and they're starting to get to you know, come up in places that, you know, you can see that the soil is actually really, there's some real hydration happening. So it's very excited. It's very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm just glad to be getting these trees in the ground and out of my greenhouse and out of the pots because I will have to wait a whole nother, you know, season to get more in um, because I'm going to just plant trees in the fall. And I'm going to really plan this time if I can, if I'm, if I have the resources and the, the ability to do that, I'm going to really try to plan to really stage, you know, have plants available and uh, that kind of thing. So last night my dog ran off in the early evening and just, <laughs> she just left for like, I don't know, she didn't come back till probably sometime in the middle of the night or early morning. We were asleep. So, but because she wasn't doing her job, a javelina came onto my porch several times and I had to get up in the middle of the night and chase it away. And it was trying to go after the dog food that was in the bin on the porch. And so I finally just put up the bin on like the little cafe bistro table that I have on the porch and it finally left. But then it went and pulled up a Lecomeria or Lechamaria plant that I had lovingly um, transplanted from a friend's property she, with her permission. And it just like totally ripped it out of the ground and shredded it. <laughs> like uh and then it also um ripped down the, one of the bird feeders i have in the in a low kind of low hanging bird feeder i have and where the orchard will be and um tried to get into the bucket with the bird seeds and it emptied the bird feeder so just little little fucker was being bad and it's all the dog's fault because she wasn't on duty as she should have been <laughs> so that's kind of annoying but um you know there's always going to be a little bit of loss with the gain and i just keep going forward. The test we did of the adobe looks pretty dang good. I think we're lucky. Um, hold on a second. Let me try to stop this. All right. I don't know if this is going to turn out well audio-wise because I'm up on top of my RV and the wind is blowing a little bit and so it might be kind of rough, but hopefully you can hear me. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment um, I know I was interrupted last time by a phone call and I couldn't figure out how to like answer the phone or turn off the ringer or whatever. So I just ended up stopping the segment recording to take the call, but I'm back up here. It's the next day. And one thing I was thinking about reading about dynamic accumulators, nutrient accumulator plants, I was thinking about the, the plants. I've talked about this a little bit before, but it's kind of deepening. My thought is deepening about it, but the, all the green plants that have been coming in, some sort of indigenous uh, ground cover flowering meadow mix um, with purple and yellow flowers, white flowers, with a little bit, little bit of pink centers, and some lots of other little plants. And I'm kind of wondering 
if these are going to be just pioneers that will uh, die in the summer and, you know, like add nutrients to the top, to the surface of the soil from deep under the soil? Like, you know, did they put down a taproot and pull nutrients up to the surface and then will they die and then just be improving the soil or are they going to be perennial plants? Will I be able to enjoy their beautiful, wonderful ground cover capabilities after, you know, a certain period of time. So that should be really interesting. And one thing, one reason why I'm wondering about that is because I don't see, I didn't notice evidence of those plants, species, um, before this last monsoon. And uh, the two possibilities I was considering were that maybe it was the first wet year in a while and therefore such plants had enough water to be able to happen or those are just perennial, or I mean ephemeral species that come in and leave every year, potentially. So I will discover that this over this next um, year. And um, I think it might be getting time to, getting too close to time to begin a new season of this podcast as the um, season turns and um, it becomes kind of a new cycle, I guess. But anyway, those are thoughts I'm having, and it's interesting, and I can't wait to see what happens. One other quick thing is I'm going to get to spend the next period of time, I guess this spring, working on earthworks. I will have to finish the earthworks, get them shored up and ready for the monsoon. And that will be super fun, and I'll have to make time for it. That's the, that's the challenge, is just making the time. But it's going to be super enjoyable and satisfying. And then... Uh, then I have to gear up over the summer, either propagating or purchasing or both plant material to be able to do my fall planting, which I want to really hit hard if I can. So those are just some thoughts, and uh, I will add more. But today I finished work, working on uh, design client projects and um, the funnel build and now I'm up on the roof enjoying this awesome temperature and the wind and the lack of flies. <laughs> I want to record a little bit about a psychic dream that I had recently that's tripping me out a little bit. So I had a dream about maybe a week ago, week and a half ago, about a a truck parked in my driveway and it was a tan truck with black trim. And it's kind of an unusual color scheme. Um, but I remember the truck just like was parked in my driveway and I, you know, I'm like, okay, that's odd. Am I having like a manifestation dream? Am I getting closer to manifesting a new car or whatever, you know? Um, so weirdly we go to a wake last week or it was like a few days ago and we pull in and there we're parking right next to a tan truck with black trim. And I'm like, that's weird. Is that what my dream was about? Like, okay, random. But then a couple of days later, I'm driving home and I realized that one of my new neighbors, it looks like somebody bought property in the kind of vicinity of my house is using a truck that is basically, it's not the same truck I saw at the wake. I'm pretty sure. Cause that was like a, uh, somebody's business truck. It was, but it's, it's like much more the truck in my dream. Like it's got the big rubber black trim around it, which is what how the one in the dream was. Um, and that that's the truck he's parked in, uh, you know, parked at the property that he's working on. I'm just like, weird. I'm kind of like, 
sketchy. And then so I coming, I'm coming back from town same day and the, that same truck passes me. So he's going to get stuff. And I'm like, okay, so here's the question I have. Why did I have a psychic dream about a new neighbor's car? And why was it parked in my driveway? What is going on? Like, should I be paying attention? Is this like important in some way, this new person in the neighborhood? Are they going to be an enemy? Are they going to be a friend? Like, do I need to keep my eyes peeled? Like, are they a thief? You know, like what, why would I dream about this? Right. That's basically the question I have. So you tell me, I have no idea. Super weird. I did a little survey of the earthworks in their current state today, just on a whim, because I really didn't want to go sit and work in the RV on my funnel build. So I made an excuse to, that I was going to go out and do some video, you know, capture. Um, so I, anyway, what, one thing I discovered that super excited me was that the check dam berm has green plants coming in on the outside or the downslope, which is an indicator, obviously, that the water has soaked and seeped all the way through that massive berm um to where there's actually plants coming in on the outside of it and it's so exciting to see it's the same thing happening on the road berm where i'm getting plants growing on the roadside on the outside of the berm um but it's also happening on the top of the uh, check dam as well i'm getting plants coming in actually on the top where it's the driest so just really interesting cool shit going on and I'm also noticing that, and this is kind of what should happen, so I guess it's working. There, is, there are green plants coming in upland of the check dam. There's a patch of shrubs and grasses and forbs and perennials quite a bit upland on a dry, uh, you know, upper part of the very top part of my property to the very far, far south of my property. And there are green, bright green, gorgeous ground cover um, perennial plants coming in under those uh, those shrubs and um, and you know mostly shrubs I'd say um, way upland of the check dam. So that's fucking awesome because it means that the water is like actually there's so much hydration going on that it's like backing up essentially upland, which I you know I wasn't sure if I'd be able to accomplish so. Fuck yeah, man. So I just thought I'd share that with you. I'm so excited I'm cussing. <laughs> well, yesterday we had a 70-mile-per-hour 70 70 mile per hour windstorm, and it blew down my greenhouse. And it blew everything all over the place. Not everything. I'm exaggerating. It blew a lot of recycling that wasn't anchored down, and it blew my trash can lid off and blew the trash bag out, which was interesting. Um... So, you know, it was kind of a little bit of cleanup work. I got the greenhouse anchored again pretty easily. So um, it's not a permanent job, but it's uh, good enough for now. I don't think it's going to be like that again during the week that we're gone. We're going to go to Mississippi. And I'm kind of excited because I've never been to Mississippi. I've never been to the South. I don't really consider Texas the South, but I guess it could be considered that. Um, but where we are, I don't know, in far west Texas. But anyway... So going to Mississippi for the week and going to learn how to do some construction stuff because I want to support my boyfriend in his work that he's doing and he could use the help. So I'm going to learn how to do some construction-y stuff, which would be cool, and um, just get to see a part of the country I've never seen. And my plan is 
I'm going to basically go work in cafes and try to get some work done when I'm not helping him. And um, so I can have, you know, a semblance of um, productivity while I'm gone. And um, I'm, his mom's coming over a little, a little while and I'm going to show her the watering route for the clay pots and the um, just the hose watering. And got the greenhouse kind of cleaned up a little bit. It looks like I only lost a few things. It looks like most everything that blew over or got blown onto is still alive for the most part. I might have lost a tree or two, but I've got things look pretty good. And I'm just waiting to water them um, until she gets here. And I'll show her that. So she's going to come and water. And then I'll give her a key and she'll like make sure that my cat's not, you know, dead or whatever. <laughs> so that's pretty much um, what's going on right now. Um, yeah, so I'll just be checking out a new part of the country for the next week, and I think I'm going to go ahead and publish this episode because it's got some good segments, and, um, yeah, so I may do a podcast episode from Mississippi just because who knows what's going to happen there, you know, could be cool, awesome stuff. So I will see you when I see you. Thanks for listening.